And welcome for a final time in this 2022-2023 season, Campus Lounge Coaches Show with DU Head Coach David Carl. I'm Sandy Clough alongside, as always, DU once again, the champions of the National Collegiate Hockey Conference, coming off a glorious weekend in Kalamazoo, winning both games of a showdown series for first place by scores of 5-2-3-1. We'll talk about both games in detail as we move on. But, Coach, right off the top, have you ever seen in the regular season, at least, a better example of a team rising to the occasion, meeting the moment that we saw this week from your team? Um, yeah, I mean, certainly not this season. Um, you know, it was and hard to think of one in previous years that match it just with uh, what was on the line, you know, within obviously our league play in the Penrose Cup in the balance and um, and also with the national implications, both teams uh, fighting for a one seed in the NCAA tournament. So uh, for us to go in and execute the way that we did, um, you know, really proud of our guys. The, the only blemish uh, that I would say that we had was the the amount of penalties that the amount of times we found ourselves in the penalty box, um, you know, on both nights. And that was a little disappointing, but you know what, it, it was, a, both games were a little bit disjointed from a penalties perspective. And uh, it's been that way for a little while now. Um, we've seemed to have that the last two, three weekends and uh, you hate to say it, but it seems like the guys are getting more comfortable in just, you know, playing on the fly, being ready for, uh, a high number of power plays and a high number of penalty kills and just being ready to meet, like you said, meet that moment. And, um, you know, I thought our emotional control with uh, taking the penalties or, you know, whether we agreed with them or didn't, we just kind of went out and got to work and uh, for the most part got the kills. So um, that was a good sign, like mentally of the development uh, of the group. I don't want to get into really much at all uh, I don't want to get into the idea that the national telecasters on Friday night uh, seem to think that uh, Western Michigan was uh, uh, the victim much more often than the perpetrator, uh, because when I went back and looked just to make sure I had uh, uh, remembered the game I had just watched correctly, you got called for eight penalties, they got called for seven so I don't know how an argument could sensibly be made that the officiating uh, was a factor of favoring you and working against them. But I do want to ask you the question this way. You touched on it. Do you feel there are a lot of penalties called on both sides throughout the weekend? Do you feel your team did a better job of handling a chaotic environment than they did? And if so, why? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, I, I thought like, again, we're up three, two, obviously the, the, the controversial call is a five minute major on Friday night. Um, you know, we were the benefactor of that call and, um, but at the end of the day, like we went out and we, we made the most of it. We didn't just, you know, hope that something was going to happen. We, uh, we went out, we scored two goals. We put the game away when we were up three, two and, um, on Saturday, I felt like, uh, you know, we had three full minutes, just over three full minutes of three against five play. And, 
yeah, I thought we managed ourselves really well um, to go out and not give up a goal in three minutes of, of a five on three kill. And um, did we do it better than them? You know, I don't know. That's maybe hard to say because we're not on their bench and know what they're going through. I mean, did we, we won the special teams battle both nights. Um, so we executed at, at a high level uh, on the power play and the penalty kill. And, and truthfully, that's kind of the history of our games. Um, you know, the games that we've won against them in particular in their building at, you know, it looks like a three for eight or a two for five on the power play um, and keeping them to one. Uh, you have to win the special teams battle in that building to give yourselves a chance uh, to win the hockey game. And, and we found a way to do that both nights. And I think it was our ability to execute on the special teams was a big part of, of why we won the games. Uh, Friday night, of course, on national TV, and uh, many of us were able to watch and admire the fact that uh, uh, after trailing 2-1, you scored four unanswered goals. You did something a little bit uh, similar to that on Saturday night, falling behind one to nothing, scoring three unanswered goals. But I, I want to ask you, and I don't know if you've gotten word of this or not, about Carter Mazur's between periods interview after the first period on Friday night. And it touches on one of the points you just made uh, regarding your team's poise and the uh, calm confidence you had. He didn't say it uh, in answer to a question about his impressions of the first period in a way that was uh, designed at all to demean the opposition. He just said, listen, if, if, if we get into five-on-five five situations, we know we're the better team, but we'll take whatever comes. And he said it in a very calm, matter-of-fact way. And I, I thought from the way that he and the team in general reacted in the second period. Obviously, he uh, had a goal to kind of get things started before Justin Lee scored to make it 3-2, prove to be the game winner. But I'm wondering if that was the feeling in your locker room. Was it similar to what he seemed to express even behind 2-1 to one at the end of the first period on Friday night? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, you know, we, we liked the way that we were playing um certainly five on five um you know they they have a power play goal um you know in the period and you know we took a few penalties uh obviously as did they but it was it was a lot of calls i mean four against us three against them and um that was certainly one of the messages in between the periods is you know if we can get to five on five play more regularly we have a lot of confidence that that we can, um, you know, outplay anybody. And I thought we were playing a good hockey game. You look up shots are 22 to seven or 23 mm -hmm. to eight and um, like the way that we were going. And I think it's indicative of, uh, again, the time of year and where the leadership group's at. Obviously, Carter's a part of that. I think, you know, we're we're all on the same page right now in a, in a good way. And um, I think that's that permeates his confidence and our leadership group's confidence permeates throughout the, the group. And um, like I said, we, we were never panicked at a two one or one nothing. Um, you know, Magnus did his part to keep us within one both nights. And and then we kind of, you know, the guys were able to do the rest. So, um, again, very proud of just the way we had to win um, the environment we had to win in. Um, you know, it's, it wasn't an easy thing to do by any stretch. 
just to the observation about Magnus, uh, zero even strength goals against Magnus after the first period on Friday night throughout the rest of the weekend. They got the one power play goal, the only goal they scored on Saturday. They did not score yep. in the last two periods on Friday night. Uh, and I, I say this with all due respect, I, I thought he was a little maybe shaky at the outset, but he has the unusual capacity, even when your team is still behind, to settle himself. And after those two goals, uh, which weren't terrible goals, but he can stop those kinds of shots most of the time, he just steadied down and he was a, pretty much impregnable the rest of the weekend. Yeah, no, I, I agree with your assessment on it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, there was a couple moments where, yeah, he, he looked a little bit, maybe just a touch off in the first. And, uh, but yeah, the last five periods, I mean, just excellent. And, um, you know, made a lot of big saves on, on, you know, the leading goal scorer in the country, uh, the, the best offense in the country. Um, to only give up the one power play goal, uh, the remaining five periods, um, you know, I think really impressive. And um, yeah, he, he does have that ability for sure. And I think it's why, you know, for me, he's a, he's the best goalie in our league and uh, one of the best in the country. We'll talk more about the game, particularly on Saturday night, and we'll look ahead to Colorado College and maybe even take a peek since we know the identity of your first-round playoff opponent in the NCHC. Uh, take a peek since this is our last program uh, to the, your first-round series uh, coming up uh, here in a, um, uh, a little more than a week with uh, Miami, Ohio. That's all coming next as we continue with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Sandy Clef. Stay with us. We continue now with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. And of course, I'm Sandy Clef. And uh, I don't see you get excited very often. You got a little excited after the second period on Friday night. Uh, Obviously, uh, there were some uh, emotions in that second period. You had taken the lead. Uh, what provoked you? Was it anything specific, an accumulation of things, a message you wanted to send? None of the above, yeah, I mean, all the above? Yeah, probably a little bit all the above. I just, um, I think... You know, it's always hard when uh, you feel uh, standards are maybe different week in and week out. And um, so something occurred that that had that we had been penalized for, you know, in previous weeks. And um, I believe at the time we were on a penalty kill. And um, so just, you know, felt like maybe something should have went our way on a call. But um, again, those things happen. It's an emotional game. And um, you know, it's, it's a lot on the line in a, in a big environment. So, um, all good, no harm, no foul. Did, did you, at the end of the game, I want to give you a chance to clarify this. You challenged something at the very end of the game. Obviously the outcome uh, was long since decided. And since there's been maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding on what you were challenging, uh, what, uh, in fact was the truth on that? 
Uh, yeah, it was on the um, after the the charging the goaltender uh, penalty. There was a skirmish after. Um, you know, our our players were adamant that there was a, a face masking on the play, um, and so that's what we were challenging. Um, it's an opportunity to. Um, I would say stand up for our players. We got charged with a face mask, uh, you know, three weeks prior down at Colorado College for something. Again, it wasn't wasn't to the same level um, as this escalated to, and so again, it was uh, done in a in a way to uh, again stick up for our players and um, a play that that shouldn't you know obviously be a part of the game and. Uh, it's hard sometimes when the officials go to the review, um, they just say the play is under review for a potential major challenge by Western Michigan or Denver or whatever it may be. And um, don't maybe necessarily specify or, or the, 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 the people in the building don't know, or even the other bench doesn't know. Um, yes. and, and we all get in that situation where, you know, we've been in that situation on the other side where we don't really know exactly what they're challenging. Um, and so anyways, that, that was, that was kind of what took place. The video consequently, consequently, as it was, um, on the five minute major review uh, earlier in the period, it was not working, um, at that time either. So we actually didn't lose our timeout because the video was, uh, unable to work. And, and then we just moved on and finished the hockey game. Uh, again, emotions running high. Uh, according to the telecasters, at least, their bench may not have understood exactly what you were challenging. Uh, I know you don't make a habit of staring at the other team's bench, but according to the telecasters, uh, uh, there were some hard feelings there. But uh, I take yeah. it by the end of the weekend, uh, uh, no, no need for you to explain and no need for them to express why they might have been upset with you. No, it's... Uh you move on and, um, you know, they, they've got big games this weekend. We have big games this weekend sure. and, um, you know, it, it does no good to dwell on, on things. So yeah, we've both moved past it. Well, uh, let's talk quickly about the game Saturday night, similar to one on Friday in the sense that you were trailing after one period, but you said something interesting after the game. You said, if we had to give up a goal in that first period with all the penalty killing time uh, that you spent, in that first period, good to have given it up right at the end rather than right at the beginning. Uh, am I quoting you correctly on that? Yeah, that's the feeling for sure. Um, you know, because again, in that first period, they we take a five minute major. Um, so they had a five minute power play. Uh, we then take a minor. Um, so then they have a, you know, probably the three minute mark of that. So they have a full two on the on the five on three. Right. And that that obviously could have, um, you know, went sideways quickly, given that uh, they can keep scoring on the five minute major. And um, anyways, it, it just that building gets really loud. Um, I think their their players feed off of uh, the energy in the place. And so to have the goal would have been challenge, more challenging, in our opinion, to have that given up that goal, say, halfway through the period um, rather than you know, like we did with under two minutes to go in the period where, you know, we could kind of come in, reset, you know, let's stay out of the penalty box. Let's get the five on five play. Very similar message to what it was on Friday night. And 
um, you know, I, I thought it was a good time to get scored on and, and just allow us to get reset. Which you did, obviously, scoring three unanswered goals to finish the game off. We'll talk about the upcoming series with CC and also about some great individual performances uh, by the Pioneers from this past weekend as we continue with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside. Stay with us. This is our final edition for 2022-23 of the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. And obviously, DU has a series upcoming with Colorado College and a playoff round to play best two out of three with Miami coming to Magnus Arena uh, a week from Friday night. Uh, that'll be game one, uh, game two on Saturday night, and game three, uh, I believe, if necessary, also a 6 p.m. start as the Saturday game will be, and the Friday night game will start at 7. For this CC series, by the way, 8 p.m. start. That'll be another national TV game on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, 8 p.m. start on Friday night and uh, the usual 6 p.m. on Saturday night. And of course, both games can be heard on 104.3 The Fan HD3 with Jay Stickney uh, on the call. Before we get to CC, Coach, I uh, wanted to talk about uh, some of your individual uh, player performances from this past weekend, uh, particularly Krona we've already talked about uh, with respect to Benning, Devine, uh, Carter Mazur, and Rizzo. Uh, it was uh, a hometown game for uh, Carter Mazur in some ways. And I, I really thought it, it's hard to pick out who was best out of those because they were all fantastic. But what a weekend for Carter Mazur uh, coming up with uh, uh, a goal and an assist on Friday night and doing the same thing on Saturday night. Yeah, he was, uh, he was really good um, all weekend long. And um playing in front of family and friends, probably about 200 people um, at the game that, that he directly knew and uh, really, you know, quite amazing uh, the support that he receives and uh, just obviously, you know, rose to the occasion in a big moment. That's, that's what he is. He's a gamer and, um, you know, he, he got after it all weekend long and really relished uh, the opportunity to play in a game with such uh, high stakes uh, on the line. So not a surprise to, to be honest, but uh, really proud of him and, and what he was able to accomplish this weekend. 22 goals, second in the country, but six of the 22 have been game winning goals. That's really remarkable. And uh, that's uh, second uh, nationally as well. Uh, again, speaking to what you just said about uh, his ability to rise to the occasion in the clutch. Yeah, um, totally. He he, uh, he thrives in those moments, and uh, he's someone that you certainly want on the ice with uh, the game on the line, whether we're up a goal, down a goal, tie game, um, you know, someone that has a high level of trust in, uh, in what we're doing. Well, you talked about the series with North Dakota and then uh, Duluth, and, of course, this past weekend, and uh, during those uh, six games, five goals, five assists, ten points, uh, Rizzo's on a seven-game point streak with six goals, seven assists, and 13 points, 45 points for the season, uh, sixth in the country, fifth in the country, or tied for fifth in assists with uh, 29. And uh, he was another one who was there in all the big moments. You noticed him on every shift, at least Friday night in the game I saw, 
every shift he was noticeable. Yeah, I thought his, uh, his puck possession game was good. He was he's been continuously getting better, you know, in the faceoff dot, and um, you know, I just yeah, you just continue to see kind of improvement and a level of hardness to to what he's doing and uh, growth in his game, which is which is a great thing. And um, you know, it's it's hard. He, he's played a lot of. Uh, different line again the last couple weeks and making people around him better and making his line mates dangerous. So um, an exceptional uh, weekend and, and stretch for him against, uh, you know, three hard teams who know who he is and uh, want to get into him and, and all of that. So again, proud of his efforts and we're obviously a, a better hockey team when those two are, are kind of going and, and on their toes and playing a complete game like they did this past weekend. Of course, you put Devine on that top line, and he's responded in the last four games with four goals and six assists, uh, 10 points. And uh, we, we talked about Jack, who last week uh, was the uh, NCHC forward of the week and was, uh, again, uh, uh, terrific with uh, uh, three points uh, against Western Michigan in the two games. And uh, Mike Benning, just on Friday night, that's that's as good an offensive game as I've seen, uh, again, in a meaningful game of any defenseman down through the years at DU uh, with the, uh, with the uh, two goals and two assists that Benning had. William um, uh, and Barons and Lee and Mayhew and Anderson were all good, but uh, Benning on Friday night was something special. Yeah, he was excellent. Um... You know, we talk about him a lot. It's hard to find a one-shot score uh, <laughs> as a defenseman, but that's that's what Mike is. He actually uh, he was our highest goal scorer returning off of last year's team, and um, you know he's obviously on pace to you know probably yeah. similar production to that, if not surpass it. And um, you know, a really impressive year for for Mike, just continuing to build his game and grow and. Um, you know, loved really the whole decor on the weekend that everybody stepped up and, and played well. And you have to against, you know, we gave up, um, again, the one five on five goal, uh, right all weekend long, two on the kill, but we only gave up one ozone play chance to them right all weekend in 120 minutes of play, uh, five on five. And so, uh, decor was great at taking away time and space. And that's where Mike's game has continued to really, uh, round out. Uh, this being our last show, we need to mention that uh, you've got three nominees for the Hobie Baker Award. We've talked about all three, Rizzo, Mazur, and uh, Benning. Uh, great honor. Uh, Will Butcher, of course, a winner uh, in 2017, the Hobie Baker Award. And some guy named uh, Matt Carl, I think you might know him, uh, won in 2006, uh, the Hobie Baker Award. Um, look ahead to this weekend a little bit. Uh, you've clinched first place. Uh, Colorado College has not won a game in its last 11. I have to go back, I think, to January 13th to find the last win for CC. How do you treat this weekend? It's a rivalry, but you've already clinched the gold pan. You've clinched first place. You've won your league. You won the icebreaker tournament earlier this year. So three of the primary objectives already satisfied. Do you rest, guys? Do you play it, approach it any differently? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're playing well, I would say, going into playoff hockey and 
Um, you know, I think having senior night on Friday night will will be a boost uh, to play well for uh, those five or six guys that, that have given a lot to the program in a lot of games and a lot of years. And um, so we're looking forward to celebrating them uh, Friday night before the game. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's they are still jockeying for position. They want to push up as high as they can in the standings. Um, we want to keep them down in the standings and um, they are still our rival and uh, there's no love lost. And um, so we, we're expecting two very competitive hockey games. And uh, at the end of the day, we, we have a lot on the line with trying to wrap up and secure one seed in the NCAA tournament. We all know how critical and important that is. And, um, you know, so it, it'll be a lot about, a lot about us and playing the right way, but, um, you know, fully knowing that it's, it's going to be physical and uh, team that we know well, having just played them, um, you know, a month ago at ball and, and down in their place. So looking forward to having them in our building. Um, first and only time this season that that'll happen. So uh, expect a great crowd and a great student section uh, for our last home regular season game to send our seniors off to the playoffs um, in the proper way. Uh, quickly, uh, last question. Uh, Jared Wright did not play this past weekend. I know you're not going to get specific about uh, injuries, but uh, can you tell us whether it's short-term, long-term, somewhere in between? Yeah, I'd say uh, more short-term than we probably had initially expected, so that's a good thing. Um, okay. Definitely questionable, um, maybe even doubtful for this weekend. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But uh, hopefully for – playoffs and I would say you know conservatively you know obviously for the NCAA tournament so um, time will tell on his recovery but he had a successful operation and uh, he's he's recovering here um, in Denver well and um, obviously a big part of our team and uh, training staff is looking over him and getting him ready back to go all right uh, and want to compliment Owen Ozark <laughs> who did a yeah, great job, great. kind of unsung, but did a great job for you over the weekend with uh, Webster and King uh, on that third line. Coach, we'll see you Friday night. Look forward to it. And thank you for uh, uh, all you've done uh, this year, uh, being accessible and uh, uh, answering every question uh, <laughs> along the way. It's been a pleasure to do the show with you once again. No, thanks for, thank you for, for doing it and partaking in it with me me and uh, it's always enjoyable and uh, we're lucky to have you on the show and um, thanks for all your time and efforts and the work you put in so um, we'll see you Friday and uh, see all of our fans there as well and, and really looking forward to just finishing the regular season off on a good note but the funnest time of year uh, is right around the corner uh, with playoffs so it's been, a, it's been a phenomenal year thus far and, and we're really looking forward to the next month. Well go get that 10th uh, we will be behind you all the way. And uh, we want to thank the Campus Lounge as well for uh, yeah. uh, helping out and sponsoring and hosting uh, so often this year. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night, hopefully at the arena, Friday night, 8 p.m. national TV. But uh, uh, you can be there for senior night and uh, support uh, the DU hockey program in that fashion and uh, send the Pioneers uh, off to the postseason uh, on a high note. And uh, we've appreciated uh, your listening.
all year long. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you next year.